So we're just going to get right into it. Shannon Marie, otherwise known as Shakedown Shan, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> uh, you know, staying busy at work, you know, essential lives well, and everything. <laughs> yeah, I have not worked since March 17th. <laughs> yeah, that uh, seems to be a trend with at least uh, 20 to 30 million people so far have all lost their jobs or in some kind of reduced uh, workforce capacity right now. So uh, especially sucky to hear, especially with people like you, who've got one, you know, expecting on the way. (laughs) Yeah. Luckily my boyfriend is considered essential in New York state. So that works. And then um, I'm still tutoring on the side, like under the table, but awesome. Got to get that side hustle in there somehow. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, at least you are got something that at least bring in some cash. It's probably not as much as you yeah. were making before, but, you know. Right. <laughs> so, uh, speaking... Kind of enjoying it, though, because then I, it's like extended maternity leave. As much as I love working and I hate being home all the time, right? Um, it does have, like, a bright side to it a little, or at least I try to find it. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the only thing you can do, really. It's just like, uh, I got to find that silver lining somewhere in there. So, yeah, if it's just yeah. extended uh, maternity leave for you, then, you know, by all means. <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, when are you actually expecting? Is it like a couple months from now? Um, August 1st, yeah. which um, New York is planning to, like, unpause on May 15th, I guess. Right. I mean, that's if they don't extend it again. Um, and they're going to like roll it out in phases. And so my job is expecting to hopefully be back in work by August, which is when I'd be taking maternity leave anyway. Yeah. So I'm probably not going to be back to work till like October. But that's if everything goes well for them because you never know because they're like phased two or three, I think. And so if phase one doesn't go well, they're going to shut back down and it's just all up in the air. Yeah. It's a, New York was one of those places where it's just, everybody got it. It seems like, and then, uh, at least in the city, because it's just people on top of people. But, uh, I don't know. What's it been like, uh, out near your neck of the woods? Has it been pretty crazy with the, uh, Everyone getting sick, or is it not really noticeable to you? I have not heard much from my area. Um, I know there was like a few cases. Um, I'm not even really sure what the death has been in the area, if any. Um, obviously, not enough for me to have heard about it. Right. So <laughs> that's good. Um, but definitely, what sucks though is my county and the two surrounding counties are considered part of the capital region, which is kind of dumb because I don't consider us part of the capital region. I consider us like North country. Yeah, pretty much. And they are running the capital region on the same region as like New York city. So our timelines, um, kind of all depend on the city, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but the county north of us is like the borderline for North Country region. I guess they have like three different regions, 
of the state and they're all going to open up differently. So I'm kind of stuck with whatever New York city has, has going on. <laughs> yeah. It, it really shouldn't have to be unfair. that way, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're at least able to, to find a smile and a laugh in there somewhere. You know, all this stuff kind of really drive a person down, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, podcast is taking a hiatus. I I take it. Yeah, I haven't been to the studio um, since I think March or the end of February, um, and I want to start doing it from home. Maybe. Yeah. I just haven't gotten myself motivated to like figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I could just like record it on my phone, and it would be like really shitty quality and then I could just upload it and still have it up there at least. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, That's pretty much how I started mine. I was just doing it from my phone in my car while waiting in between uh, Uber calls. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I could do that. Just gotta <laughs> get my button gear on it. Well, I mean, taking care of a, uh, you know, a little boy, you know, a dog and also bringing pregnant at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's fine if you don't, I mean, we'll look forward to it when you come back, but you know, priorities. <laughs> I've taken up, um, listening to a lot more podcasts though, because typically I was like so busy. I would only really get like one or two podcasts that were like, um, my all time favorites. And if that, like I would never even be able to keep up with, their schedules anyway I would just like binge it in a day or something right but um I've gotten into Tom Woods and I know I should have been into him a long time ago but <laughs> something about his voice I didn't like for a while I can see that and so I just I like made myself listen one day and now I can't stop listening yep that's how he gets you <laughs> yeah but he's really good um been listening uh, I've been listening to your shows. I've been listening to um, Mance Raider. He doesn't go by Mance Raider anymore. It's Pete, right? Yeah, Pete and Yunus. Yes. And uh, I've been listening to his show more. And uh, Michael Malice's show. I've been listening to a lot of different shows. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's uh, t- for me, I listen to him all day long because, you know, I can work while I have headphones on. And I listen yeah. to everything at 2x speed, so it's uh, I can get through a whole bunch of them in a day. Yeah. But if you're not used to that from, you know, before, you know, I always say, man, if you ever get behind by like 20 or 30 episodes, you know, just delete those, just start whatever they're doing next, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so how's Louisiana been dealing with this? It's been kind of strange. We are at the point now where I think people are just tired of staying indoors because I just ran into traffic on my way home to talk to you. <laughs> and so uh, like some of the restaurants, they're not supposed to be open, but they say, you know, patio open, you know, they used to be just curbside pickup only, uh-huh. but now they're not letting people inside the restaurant. They're just like, it's like, look, we got tables outside and we've spaced them about nine feet apart. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. There's a brewery in Maine that's defying the stay-at-home orders, and they're open. We're actually going up there tomorrow. Sweet. Yeah. Um, this guy 
had his liquor license revoked and his health license. I think that's what they called it. Health license. And, uh, he's being fined like every single day that he's open, but he started to go fund me to, um, help with fines and stuff and lawyer fees and to encourage other main businesses to open and defy the stay at home orders. Yeah. Uh, because, I guess they were supposed to open up May 1st, and then three days before that, they extended it, and they had already ordered all the food to reopen, they were all set, they had the staff ready, and they had been complying with the stay-at-home order and everything up until then, and he's like, you know what, we can't do this anymore, like, a third of main small businesses are going to go under we just don't open yeah so we're gonna go up there and support that tomorrow that'll be a fun trip as long as he's not arrested by tomorrow yeah um i would give money just to cover his lawyer fees because i would fight this in court all the way up and i wouldn't pay a single dime of the fines oh yeah yeah. And in Texas, you heard about the salon lady, right? Yes, because I was living right nearby that place. So <laughs> when I was up yeah, there in uh, in Dallas. Yeah, the, and the governor um, told them they couldn't imprison her and made sure to add that to the stay-at-home order that imprisonment cannot be a punishment, which is nice. Yeah. Which kind of defeats the purpose of the order. Like, what is the point of your order if there, you have no way to enforce it? Yeah, and if anybody, anybody hasn't seen that little clip of uh, the judge saying, you know, if you apologize for being selfish and uh, just admit that you were wrong, we'll, we'll not throw you in jail. And she come out and just dunked on the guy who was like, yeah, helping my stylist feed their children is not selfish. And, you know, right. the judge looked like he was appalled at what she had said. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, go Shelly, you know. Yeah, I feel like it's, uh, your people make it out to be that you're either, like, on one side or on another. That, like, if you want to be working and you want things to be open, you don't care about public safety at all. Or if you want to be shut down, you don't care about the economy at all. And it's like, a mix of things I feel like it's like I care about public safety and the economy why can't I care about both of them at the same time yeah as if none of us have like 80 year old grandmothers you know what I mean right um oh Cuomo said and his he said multiple times in his press conferences that there's absolutely no way he could ever enforce stay-at-home orders or mask orders or anything like that if everyone just decided not to abide by it. And so it's already, like, (laughs) proven that, like, you shouldn't pay these fines. You shouldn't, um, if harassed, feel worried about um, being arrested or anything because that's not legally allowed. Yeah. Because they're just orders. They're not laws. Yeah, it's uh, reminiscent of uh, Andrew Jackson, you know, when he said, well, the Supreme Court has made their ruling, now let's see him enforce it, <laughs> type of thing. Right. It's like, okay, well, make make whatever rules you want. Right. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's, that probably took a lot for Cuomo to admit that. 
Right. And people are still going along with it. <laughs> yeah. At my job, it's, uh, I don't know why. Yeah. At my job, it's been kind of funny watching the people walk around with masks and everything. And I, uh-huh. uh, I was like, looking. I was like, do you, do you have it? Do you have the Corona? And they're like, um, no, I'm just wearing the mask. I was like, well, that's not what the mask is for. The mask is to make sure that if you cough, it goes into the mask and not all over the place. It's for sick people, you know, (laughs) it was like, it was like, well, I'm just wearing it to be safe. I was like, you really need to check the instructions on that surgical mask. You know, there, there's a reason why. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people say they felt like they've already had Corona earlier in the year. And a lot of people have been tested and have proven negative for that, even though they thought they had it. Right. Um, and I'm not saying I'm any special case, but we did, my whole household had some kind of flu going on back in, I think it was like January, February. And it was strange. I've never had the flu before. And I've seen people have the flu and the symptoms are like slightly different. Yeah. It was like more severe. But the time frame of it was a lot shorter. It was only a couple days rather than a week. And the body pain that came with it was ridiculous. And we all tested negative hmm. for the actual flu. So I'm thinking that since we tested negative for the flu, it may have been coronavirus and we just didn't know. Eh, certainly because a possibility. I know in January myself, I was out of work for a couple of days because I was feeling like crap, coughing and sneezing yeah. all over the place. I mean, could be Corona. I haven't actually been tested. Yeah, the doctor was like, oh, it's definitely the flu. We're going to have you tested, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So they tested him and he came back in. He goes, you're actually negative for the flu, but I'm just going to like write you a note that you have the flu. <laughs> then I'm why like, test okay. me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my younger brother uh, actually had the coronavirus. He was in the hospital for about four days, so that was kind of fun for him. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, the family that I tutor, they all had it. Um, luckily, I tutor online with them now over the computer. Yeah. And uh, they were not like severe cases, though. They had like one day where they all just felt terrible. Yeah. And then the rest of it was just kind of like, okay, well, what are we doing now? (laughs) (laughs) But they had to stay home for two weeks and they were all going crazy. Yeah. My uh, younger brother, during that four day stay in the hospital, there was like one night where he had 103 temperature and he was barely able to breathe. So they actually had to put ice bags underneath his uh, armpits to get his temperature down. And then they uh, hooked him up to oxygen, trying to get his oxygen uh, saturation back up before they'd let him go. And he's also asthmatic, so that, oh, no. that wasn't helping his case any. But yeah, he he feels fine now. It was just he he seems to think he might have caught it from somebody at work from like a couple weeks before who was uh, hacking up along basically while sitting at his desk. So he he thinks that guy gave it to him. Yeah, the recovery rate is really really well actually, which is why I don't understand why. We're taking such extreme measures for this. Yeah, I, I, I think the whole thing has just been an exercise in overreaction, just to be on the yeah, safe side, because yeah. it, it did mm-hmm. spread very quickly. 
And I guess that's always right. going to kind of give you a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a shock. But uh, yeah, anytime something like that spreads very quickly, it's also a good thing because that means it'll run through the population really quickly and it's either going to mutate into something else or it's just going to go away on its own. So, Right. My, um, my best friend, she's a little differently aligned politically than me. She's kind of more <laughs> on the social side, but she's been actually pretty practical about this. She goes, I was okay at first with like the two weeks shut down, like, okay, two weeks, uh, we'll, you know, stop it from, spre- not stop it from spreading, but help the spread of it slow down or whatever. Right. Um, and she goes, but then by the end of the two weeks and they kept extending it, I was like, okay, this is just not okay. And she was talking about, she's sitting here talking about government overreach. I'm like, what have you done with my best friend? <laughs> Cause she's always like, um, you know, like more like Bernie Sanders supporting and stuff like that. And so just to hear these things come out of her mouth is like, Oh, well, something's waking you up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, really fun. You know, uh, after the election of Donald Trump, like some of my lefty progressive friends were all asking me about how to go get an AR-15 for themselves and what, what was the <laughs> if I can come over there and train them on it. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, now the whole pandemic thing, it's like, uh, so, you know, what's some good home remedies and stuff for this? I was like, well, it's a virus. There's no cure for viruses. <laughs> Right, yeah, you kind of just have to, like, get through it. Yeah. Hopefully. It's like, well, I mean, you can uh, work on your immunity by fixing the stuff that you're eating, so maybe stop with the sugar and the processed garbage. That might help. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's also crazy that they're like, uh, you can go outside a little bit, but don't go outside too long. But it's like being outside is really good for your immune system. Actually, being around other people is good for your immune system. So keeping us apart like this, and the masks and the social distancing is actually going to worsen our immune system if we do this for too long. Yeah. Uh, the human immune system is built up from the environment that humans find themselves in. That's usually going to be in groups of other humans and walking around mm-hmm. outside where you've got, you know, dust that might have spores on it from some kind of fungus, uh, breathing mm-hmm. in other people's air and everything else. So it's, yeah, you're you're a product of your environment, so you do have to be outside. You get vitamin D from the sun. You know, it's basic, basic stuff. Right, I know. I mean, even just sunlight affects my mental health in the winter time because I live in upstate New York. Our winters are terrible; they're from October to May. Yeah, and I get very, very depressed in the winter time from lack of sunlight. So, like. Just the the reaction your body gives from getting enough sunlight is incredible. Um, just health wise, mental health wise, it, it's really important. I think. Yeah, if you don't um, think that's the case, I mean, look at the alcoholism in Nordic countries like Iceland and everything, where they don't have uh, mm-hmm. sunlight for extended periods of the year, and like right. alcohol and suicides go through the roof during the uh, the dark dark winter months. Right. And even people who do shift work where they have them to work overnight or late at night, you know, even they, you know, they have start to have problems. You know, they have to get out in the sun. Right. So Um, I think what I've taken from this whole situation the most is to try to start being more independent on myself and less on the state and just become 
like implement the most amount of liberty in my life that I can possible at this, this given moment. Um, I know it seems kind of corny to start growing vegetables right now, like panic growing vegetables, but I started doing that um, just because of stuff that was going on with supply chain. Yep. Make gardens, not lawns. All right. Well, hold on just a second. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all, before we get back into it, I just want to tell you about a new podcast I learned about. It's called The Porcupine Perspective. Check them out. Porcupine, P-O-V dot porcupinepodcast dot com. And um, we're actually, I've decided to pull Noah out of public school at the end of the year. and We're going to start homeschooling. Nice. So that's a really big decision that I've been holding back on just because I've been scared to. He does well in public school and, you know, you just, with my work schedule, but work schedules are going to be changing with things going out of business and stuff. So right. It's a better time now than ever, especially with the way that New York State is heading with public education. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you're already, you're, you're doing it right now. So I would, I would choose to apply the term agorist. Because you've already got your little side hustle that you ain't claiming on any kind of tax form. <laughs> and uh, you're getting your kid away from the uh, the government school uh, indoctrination center. So, you know, yeah, it's, uh, that's that's all going to be good news. Yeah. So we're going to start the uh, the Ron Paul curriculum, I think. That's an excellent choice. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of great things about it. It looks really good. Um, I'm very excited, actually. <laughs> I can't like <laughs> stop talking about it at home. And, uh, I don't know. I sent my letter into the principal waiting for some responses. I'm really kind of like lost and don't know how to go about this in New York State. Yeah. So I did a bunch of research and I'm still lost, but I jumped in and we're going to try to get it taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to imagine there's probably somebody in a uh, Ron Paul homeschool curriculum group somewhere that could probably help you out with that. So, yeah. You know, n- no person is an Island and, you know, it may seem like you're lost all the way up there in new England, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're definitely not. New York, has some, new York has some pretty like funny and strict homeschooling rules. Like you have to submit your curriculum and get it approved and then they, your kid still has to take state tests. So yeah. it's like, what is, it's almost like, what is the point of homeschooling? <laughs> if I have to do all this, like it has to be approved by the state. I'm like, I'm trying to get away from the state, but, um, yeah, that's the goal. And then we're just, you know, trying to save up and stuff to house in the next two years with some land and get some animals and yeah, there you go. kind of just disappear from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even double down on the agorism. You know, there you go. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, it's more important and more, uh, relevant to us now more than ever to just like, you know, start chipping away at any possible thing that we can. Yep. Um, yeah, this whole, uh, Koof cough thing has been, uh, kind of an eye opener for me because um, before I would see people, you know, new faces at the little libertarian group meetings and the little uh, Liberty gatherings. And it's like people I don't recognize. It's like, Oh, you're not the same 10 people that have been here before. 
And then, you know, after this whole thing started, you see the uh, the onslaught of the Karens calling the cops on people walking down the street together. Uh, yeah. Cops just willingly going to enforce a stupid rule that people can't stand within six feet of each other. You know, there's no law that says that, you know, that happens. You just heard a guy in a business suit say that on a TV and then you went and started enforcing it. It's, uh, and then you look at that stuff and you're like, oh, man, so close yet so far away. I know. I um, I got tired of, you know, just preaching on Facebook and in my podcast and stuff. I'm like, I need to start, like, doing stuff in my own life to, like, go along with it. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm already, I already was like independent and stuff, but like, there's more ways I can be more independent from the state. So, yeah, trying to unplug from that matrix, though. Yeah, that's yeah, a trick. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this is definitely the wake up call that I needed. Not so much the wake up call, more like uh, the the kick in the butt. As soon as, um, they as soon as Cuomo announced what was going on with the public education system with, I don't know if you heard about it. He's trying to reimagine it and uh, restructure it with Bill Gates foundation and the CEO of Google. Okay. Well, my butthole is now puckered. (laughs) And I mean, I'm all for innovation, modernization, stuff like that. Right. And I'm all for if like Bill Gates wanted to start a school on his own, but I'm not all for the government and Bill Gates coming together to yeah. do something. Cause that just sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. With that whole statement right there, if your hebes aren't jeeved, I don't know what will. You know? <laughs> yes. And Bill Gates was, uh, I could be completely wrong, but I think that I'm correct on this, that he created common core. Yes. He, or at least yeah. One of the big part of Yeah. A lot of the uh, the reading materials are supplied by Microsoft, and the uh, you know the you know where you get to read technical manuals. You don't really get to read any literature anymore. Yeah, and Common Core failed miserably in New York, and they're looking to get rid of it. Actually, it's like why would you just like based on the market? Honestly, why would you go back to somebody that failed in trying to improve education? Um, like, I'm not going to go back to a salon that totally messed up my hair and trust <laughs> them to right this time. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's really, really dumb. Um, you know, the guy writes uh, a pretty innovative product with uh, bringing a graphic u- user interface to computers and then immediately tries to get out of it and then start doing what his dad did with the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for Human Population Reduction, which isn't called yeah. that anymore. It, right. And just the fact that his name is all over the place right now as far as vaccinations and schooling, and it's like something that doesn't smell right about this. Yeah. And I don't trust Cuomo with anything anyway, so... Nor should you. I'm... <laughs> I'm, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, abandon ship, abandon ship. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, oh, and just adding Google on top of it. Oh. <laughs> right. And, like, I would be totally fine with Google starting a school or something. 
uh, for K through 12 education or whatever, uh, they might like a Bill Gates school or a Google school. They might not be my choices. Um, but I mean, when you have government running public schools and then they start getting intertwined with a big corporation or a business like that, that doesn't seem like a good idea. And it seems like a lot of the funding that's going to come from taxpayers are just going to go line these people's pockets. Uh, yes, that's exactly what will happen. And, uh, afterwards when it's, uh, when it fails miserably, (laughs) you know, but I guess with the, uh, the homeschool rules up there in uh, the state of New York, I guess they always weren't that way. So you can look at it one way. It's like, at least they made the step of, okay, well, we'll let you homeschool your kids, even though you got to jump through all these hoops to do it. So, right. Yeah. I know a few homeschooling parents in the area. Um, so I'm trying to like pull from them information and everything. Yeah, there you so there's some support up here. And, um, I actually doing research found out that Texas made homeschooling illegal for a long time. I think it was in the 1980s that it was legalized, which is crazy to me. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, homeschooling wasn't a thing, you know, in the eighties and the nineties, that was something that the religious uh, freaks did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, um, it's just gotten more popular over the years, you know, and for good reasons because yeah. public schools are a nightmare. Oh yeah, I think there's going to be a huge increase in homeschooling and private schooling after all this. Um, I mean, they've already started polls, and this one poll asked the question of what type of school did your child attend before COVID, and what type of school will they attend after. There's a 23% increase in homeschooling. Yep. Um, and that was just out of that one poll. So I imagine the numbers are going to be really big. Yeah, because at least now that the parents who weren't previously exposed to it now understand, oh, mm-hmm. well, there's a whole bunch of resources on this. And, you know, a lot of people who were used to be public school teachers have now taken up jobs being, you know, mentors and tutors like yourself. You know, if they uh-huh. ever go to like a Kumon or a, Sylvan uh, Learning Center, you know, the little private tutorships. Yeah. Yeah. So those things, those are a growth industry. So, you know, it's only natural. And I guess the teachers aren't so, you know, the the parents aren't so freaked out because when you say homeschool, that's the first images in everybody's mind is, you know, little Amish children in, you know, 18th century period clothing. Right. Yeah. That's what they think of. And now they're saying, it's like, oh, well, all of this isn't like super Jesus-y, I guess. You know, this would be okay for my kid. You know. Right. And I know a big fear with homeschooling is the lack of socialization. Oh, yeah. That's always um, a I big mean, criticism. Yeah. There's, there's so much you can do to socialize your children when they homeschool. And not only is there so much you can do, but the, the new normal of public schools, at least for New York, New York is going to try to implement social distancing within classrooms and do more distance learning. And so if socialization was your issue with homeschooling, that's going to become a big issue for you with public schooling, too. So there's really no excuse for all the people who are like, well, I would do it, but socialization is important. (laughs) That's like, okay, well, would you prefer your child to hang out with the kids that live around him and play with those kids or 
be forced to associate with other children from a neighborhood that they don't know. Right. Yeah. So yeah, they get socialized. I, I I've never really understood that argument at all. It's like, uh, you know, I want my kids to to have friends. I was like, okay, do you think I'm just gonna like chain them down to a to a room? <laughs> He's not gonna go right. outside and play. You know, in a room for eight hours. <laughs> and you know, the homeschoolers, you know, they formed like these little co-ops in some places where, you know, you may teach like the math segment. Uh, one day and then your neighbor who's also doing the homeschooling is going to do like the, the social studies or the, uh, the history the other day. And, you know, one, yeah. you know, one group of kids goes over to one house and then the next day they go to another house. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I really like about the Ron Paul curriculum, um, is that it's all self-taught with, um, yeah, at their own like, pace. instructors online and everything. And like, you can jump in and help out if you need to or whatever, but I know, I've struggled doing this schooling from home with Noah, um, just like teaching him myself because I've never been a teacher in his eyes. I've always been his mother. So it's been hard for me to teach and explain to him. I do a lot better with high school age kids, um, elementary school. I just, for some reason, I would like, I don't know why you're not understanding this. It seems so simple. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to explain it to them. Um, oh, so that's, that's what I like about the Ron Paul curriculum is that it'll be a little less stress on me. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> and it's also going to yeah. be something that you're going to get better at over time. Yes, yes. And so even Definitely. even the new kid, when they come, <laughs> you know, then you'll be ready. Right. And um, another thing I like about the idea of homeschooling is, is that it, it gives you so much more freedom with your life. It's like, cause we obviously want to move down south in the near future. Um, so if we wanted to do that mid school year for homeschooling, that's not a problem. If we're stuck in public school, you know, you don't want to move in the middle of the year, blah, blah, blah. Right. So you're like restricted to a certain time frame. Yeah. And even so. if you were doing private school and stuff, then now you're talking, <laughs> you know, are you going to prorate my bill? <laughs> Because <laughs> I have to move in the right. middle of the year, type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So just, it's going to give us a lot more freedom, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that's a, that's always good, and the South would welcome you guys. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Um, I feel like New York is going to. I mean, there was already a big exodus out of New York recently. Oh yeah, just because New York sucks. The property taxes are high. The government is corrupt, and as beautiful as upstate New York is, uh, it's just it's way too expensive to be here, even up here. So um, a lot of people are already leaving, but a lot of people are going to be leaving after this is all over. Guarantee. Yeah, especially if you move to a state that has no state income tax like Texas or Florida. You know, just the savings yeah. alone. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we are uh, we're thinking Tennessee. Yeah, there you go. I got a whole bunch of friends up in Tennessee, so. Because it has like uh, it has the geography kind of of New York if you go out to the mountains, right? Um, at least the geography that we're used to, and uh, a little bit smaller winters, less harsh, and uh, then no state income tax, which is a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a Tennessee's a beautiful state. Um, I prefer East Tennessee over West Tennessee, but that's just my opinion. 
Yeah, a lot of people have been saying, like, all the jobs are out in uh, West Tennessee. And I'm like, but all the mountains are in East Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah, and if you're getting... We are worried about tornadoes, though. (laughs) Yeah, those are a possibility. It's like, um, up there, it's not too bad because it's not right in the middle of Tornado Alley. Uh, Ice storms might be your your big thing during the wintertime up there. Yeah, but you. Coming I mean, from the north, though, yeah, I don't that's think I'm mild. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, though. Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to be, you know, taking a job doing uh, mentoring and tutoring and stuff online, or even with a, just regular neighborhood neighborhood kids taking money in under the table, I mean, you know, the only thing you have to worry about there is just you know, boyfriend getting jobs, but that's about it. Yeah, and I also waitress, so that's. I think that's one of the best professions for any like young person to get into. Um, so if you have any young people listening, take my advice <laughs> because serving and being in the restaurant industry is so universal. You can take that skill with you anywhere as long as you're good at it and you can take it to other countries because all you have to do is know like the basic phrases and know how to say the menu. And uh, it's really, really good money. And I think it's one of the, the best skills to acquire when you're young. Yeah. It's uh, it'll help with public speaking because every day you're talking to new people, <laughs> you know, uh, right. You're going to have to learn a little bit of uh, sales skills because you're trying to sell people, upsell people on uh, different menu right. items and everything. So yeah, it's, it's got a lot of skills that all wrapped up into one profession. Right. And it gives you, it just gives you the freedom of being able to move anywhere in the world, knowing that, um, because it's so food, just eating and the experience of dining is so universal, um, that I would be okay moving anywhere and feel perfectly fine and, uh, secure in the fact that I could go find a job as soon as I get there. Yeah. Waitressing, uh, car salesman. That's another one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't really have to be too smart or be too degreed for those two jobs. So, I mean, as long as you can talk to people and, you know, smile and wave at them every now and then. <laughs> pretty much. It's actually, like, really nice. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the game. Being nice, even if you don't want to be. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm not, like, a people person, really. Like, I'm pretty introverted and I like to, like, keep to myself. But... I am really good at what I do when I waitress and I am very personable and outgoing and seem very extroverted. Um, so it's just strange to me. I think I'm introverted because I work with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've often joked that I'm a extrovert in an introvert's body, but, uh, <laughs> I guess I'm one of the uh, libertarian outliers. You know, I'm not this, uh, introverted person who doesn't want to go out there and talk to people like I don't care I'll go out there and talk to anybody but at the end of the day it's like okay I need five minutes by myself don't talk to me don't look at me (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I definitely understand that all right well I guess that's a uh, good place to drop it I don't want to keep you too busy but uh when are we expecting uh, Shakedown Shan to come back um 
well as soon as I can get my butt in gear to <laughs> figure out how to do it from home. <laughs> um, other than that, when I can get back in the studio, if I don't figure it out by then. Um, so hopefully sometime this month. Sometime this month. That sounds good. And if you guys haven't heard her show yet, uh, go in the back catalog and listen to some of those old episodes. It's uh, pretty good. Her and her producer uh, make a great show. So, Well, thank you. Uh, no problem at all. But uh, anyways, guys, uh, that'll do it for this week. Or Monday, Wednesday, whenever you're catching this episode. And until next time, have a great one. Bye. Bye. All right, and there she goes, folks. Shakedown Shan. Definitely check her out her old or old episodes, I should say. Uh, pretty good stuff there. Uh, I've been on a couple of them so far, so there you go. There's even more reason to listen. But uh, yeah, hopefully she'll uh, figure out how to run a board from her home computer. But uh, there you go. She hadn't been in the game for a little bit, but that was, that was pretty good. At least uh, get a little bit of perspective coming up from upstate New York. But uh, anyways, guys, if you could uh, drop down to the show notes below. Got all kinds of different ways you can support the show down there. Got the uh, Patreon, Subscribe Star, Float. Uh, got a Keybase account. You know, if you want merch, I've got a Teespring store over there. You can get a T-shirt, coffee mug. I got one coffee mug with the uh, Childerberg stuff on it, and all of those proceeds will go directly to help uh, Free Ross. Uh, so if you could go check that out in the show notes below. Anyways, guys, it's been fun. I'll be back again uh, Monday or Wednesday or whenever you're hearing this. Uh, and until then, out. <laughs>